listen to the show and peep what these dudes bring. If you didn't know, it's an orange and blue thing. Hope to win the championship in a few rings. We're talking baseball. It's an orange and blue thing. Walk off if the game's tied like shoestrings. It's a Mets podcast, orange and blue thing. Beat the other team with defense in a few swings. LFGM, it's an orange and blue thing. Happy opening day. Julia's already losing her shit. I'm giddy as hell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we got Mike Piazza joining the program in just a little bit. This is Orange and Blue Thing. Mm-hmm. It is opening day part two. Obviously, we all know what happened last weekend in D.C. <sighs> Whose fault was it? Who cares? It could happen to anyone. Right. Unfortunately, that is that is the nature of what this world is these days. Um, as Mets fans, of course, we want to just bash the trash and and say, Hey, it's all their fault, but Absolutely. it could happen to anyone, especially now that these guys are traveling. You I know, know. you we really do have to consider that we got through spring training pretty much unscathed. Yeah. I don't think there were many hook hiccups, at least for the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah. So it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. And you know what? Now we didn't have to listen to friggin' ESPN. So we get Gary, Keith and Ron tonight. It's all good. That was the only bright side of yeah. the entire, uh, fiasco of, you know, and it was also the highs and the lows like Thursday night. Was it Thursday night? Wednesday night, Lindor Wednesday night, yeah. uh, signed his extension with the Mets at like 11 p.m. You were texting me like, wake up. I was like, wake up, post the shirt. Post a t-shirt, <laughs> post a t-shirt. If you haven't seen it yet, Mr. Smile t-shirt went on sale the next morning. Awesome. I already had it like queued up. Yeah. I was ready to go with the rest of the drop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was up. I was getting my, <laughs> my, my work in order for that evening and for the next day. But yeah, so at midnight, they announced the whole Lindor extension. And by noon the next day, opening day was canceled. And what was really cruel about all of it was that Thursday was April Fool's Day. So yeah. there was like everything that came out. There was a first time like, wait, is this a joke? And I texted then, Kelly. She didn't believe me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, so the highs and lows, the, the Mets roller coaster keeps on chugging along. <laughs> and that's what happened on Thursday. But, you know, it was weird or it kind of sucked too because mm-hmm. – Usually Easter, you're thinking like you do spend time with your family. We talked about it. You know, how many Easters have there been where there was no Mets Mets games? And it's been a while. I mean, it was a few years ago. Maybe there was one. I think you said 2016. Yeah, the season. It was an earlier Easter. So normally Easter weekend, you're thinking baseball. You're thinking right around opening day ish time. And this weekend, we got to watch every other fan base get excited about their teams except us. But today we have something that no one else in baseball has. I'm ready. We have opening day and no one else does. So be something more dramatic because the Nationals that. aren't playing today either. I know they canceled today. They're going to start their season tomorrow. So the Mets have something that no other baseball fan has. That is true. In baseball, it's going to be kind of day. a little anticlimactic though, because the Phillies obviously have already had their opening day, so there's there's not going to be any like starting no, lineups yeah, or anything. No just ceremonies like, right, and stuff. We're just yeah, gonna do you it. know what? And it's kind of like let's get to business, and because yeah. it's it's the same thing too. We talked about it last week. They don't normally have the day off after opening day yeah. for the fans to nurse their hangovers. It's to make <laughs> up rainouts and stuff like that. Right. So. Once the Mets start tonight, it's off and running. So know. You know, they got today, tomorrow, and and uh, Wednesday in Philly, Thursday at home. So Friday is off because you know that scheduled right. off day in between, and then it's then it's going down. So it's it's how many games we're going to get to go to? I have no idea. Uh, we'll be there on Thursday. We both will be there on Thursday. <laughs> I'll be there Thursday, and I bought three three tickets next week for Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Yeah. How did how'd you do that? Mets.com was they open Tick up there. Pick. Really? I, I trust TickPick with my life. That's where I ended up getting my opening day tickets. It was before everything was going on sale for all the season ticket holders. I was like, you know what? I know some people have already bought. Let me just check to see if anything was up. And I got tickets, two tickets that my credit paid for completely. Wow. So I've been checking that every day. And um, I did Monday, Tuesday night. And then Thursday, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I'm assuming they will skip uh, Lucchesi's start. And because there's an off day. Uh-huh. So DeGrom is on normal rest. And Thursday, I believe, should be DeGrom's first start. And it's a day game. Yeah, but you know, it's so difficult for you to go to all these games. You're going to get tested every day. Yeah, I'm going to get rapids every morning. The, we were talking about Which is that. fine. That's good health. Well, yeah, we have our, our little group chat we have yeah. with some friends of ours. And we were talking we were about panic this texting this morning. Like, yeah, I went in for a haircut and I came out to like 30. Actually, you know what? I came out to 31 texts. <laughs> Which is crazy. Love it. That's not. That's no BS. I came up to thirty-one <laughs> text. I even said, <laughs> "No, but it might." But Piazza, Piazza's number. Come on, <laughs> Lizzie, behind the scenes here. So, um, yeah. Anyway, you guys were texting back and forth, but yeah. you know, I have a schedule. Actually, we don't even have a scheduled test on well, Thursday. I'm we're just gonna, gonna go walk in. in. It's a Thursday morning. If I can't get a rapid on a Thursday morning, then I deserve whatever pain comes. But my we way. were talking about it too. Like the Mets requirements. Um, if you if you haven't seen yet, go to Mets.com or search Safe at City because there's a bunch of stuff on there. You guys are gonna want to know about before you go to the game on thursday um you can't wear gaiters it has to be an actual face mask a bunch of stuff on there so go to safe at city Mm -hmm. but um 
the requirements on there are a uh, PCR test within three days. Yeah. But when you call these places about PCR tests, they don't guarantee the results in three days. It's three to five. All of the PCRs I've gotten since it started, which would mean you have to go today, four to five days to come back. I am going to go after this today just as like a backup to be sure. But I'm really banking on the rapid the morning of as being. That's what we're concrete. doing. We're dropping Amelia off to school. We're yeah. going to get the rapid test. And then essentially, I mean, not essentially, but normally we tailgate before opening day. Yeah, and, no. you know, we saw this. I uh, did get a direct message from Mike Piazza. I want Ooh. to double check. He has the link. He will be on shortly. Excellent. Um, Julia's nervous here. I'm freaking out. But so fine. we talked about it last week about tailgating. And I just wanted to double check because it usually says no Mets tailgating yeah. like, all the time. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure what that meant. Are they just going by the rules of what they used to do where they don't promote tailgating, but right. they kind of let us anyway. Um, and I've been told the rules basically start in the parking lot. So mm -hmm. not every lot's going to be open. There's only 8,000 fans going. So I texted a buddy of mine that works with the Mets pretty mm -hmm. high up. He wrote back, uh, pushing everyone to the main campus lots, B, C, D, E, and F. Um, and the NYP, NYPD will be, will be preventing tailgating. And, um, they're basically treating all their social distancing rules. That starts in the parking lot. Yeah. So anything you see on Safe at City will will apply to the parking lot. Second, so you're on city ground. Don't plan on bringing grills and having big tailgates. Let's just follow the rules. Everyone get through, follow the rules. Get through April and hopefully things start getting lifted a little bit yeah. as we go towards May and people get vaccinated. And if they want to get vaccinated or don't want to get vaccinated, that's their decision. Like Conforto said yesterday. Um, we will get to that a little bit later on. Um, we do have Mike Piazza joining us in just a little bit, but we actually, before we start, because I want to make sure we get all this in before we before get we started. Forget. My Coors Lights for tonight are already on. Well, they're not on ice. They, I have a beer fridge in okay, a bar. Perfect. So the Coors Lights are already getting chilled. I don't. So I will have to Instacart later yeah, to get you them will have to, to my Instacart house. Instacart or uh, Drizzly. Drizzly. But uh, my Coors Lights are definitely nice and cold, ready for me for tonight when I get home. I was going to crack one now. But do it. I, I think I got a couple. I have too many things to do this <laughs> afternoon. I can't really start my pregame at noon for the 7 p.m. game. So uh, hit up uh, Drizzly or Instacart. I actually typed in here today in honor of our guest in the address on Drizzly as uh, Piazza Drive. Yes. So I typed in Piazza Drive. You can type in anywhere you live. Love it. Type in Coors Light. Pick up your beers. Get them delivered to your house or wherever you may be. And it's super, super simple. You use Instacart. Mm-hmm. Instacart. I, is I've used Drizzly before. They deliver same day. Yeah, it's awesome. So if you guys aren't prepped yet for work, not for not for work. If you're not prepped <laughs> up yet for opening night, could be work. and you're at work right now is what I meant to say. Yeah. Get your delivery in, have it delivered today, and get ready for tonight. Always remember to celebrate celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. <laughs> Our friends over at Coors Light, and you know what we're doing too. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I totally just screwed up again. Um, what we're doing today, actually, we do our share contest giveaway. And every yes. week we give away different things. Last week we gave away some gift cards. This week we're going to give away a prize package from Coors Light. Ooh. So we have Coors Light pine glasses. We have a flag here. We have some other stuff, some koozies. Okay. So share the show right now if you're watching live. And uh, we will pick someone next week to win the prize package from Coors Light. Here is my question. Do they have to be 21 or older to win? Or since it's no actual alcohol? There's no alcohol involved. So no, they okay. do not have to be cool. 21 and over. But to drink, you obviously need of to course. be 21 and over. So share the show right now to get involved. And um, we will pick someone out next week to win. Another thing you should definitely take part in, which they... They took it away last week or two weeks ago. They started doing the other options, the other offers from our friends from Dugout Mugs. But head on over to dugoutmugs.com slash seven line and you can get the knob shot for free. Our friend Tara, who is probably watching, <laughs> is very excited <laughs> about her knob, knob shot. Shots. Uh, Dugout Mugs are the only uh, licensed bat mug in uh, all of MLB. So they, they have the MLB license, the MLB PA license. They essentially take a baseball bat and turn it into a mug. So the bottom gets turned into the shot mug. Mm -hmm. The top gets turned into the bat mug. They have the wine mugs. They got everything. So head on over to dugoutmugs.com slash seven line, and you can get a knob shot for free. This is a $24.50 value. All you got to do is pay the shipping and handling. If you awesome. are a Mets fan, obviously select that. If you're not, you want to buy one for a friend, a family member. Father's Day is coming up. Go over to their website. Hit that little drop down uh, for the team option. 
and they will ship it to you for free. Just pay the shipping and handling. Dugoutmugs.com, great friends of the program. So check them out. Um, so yeah, Mike Piazza is going to be joining in a couple minutes now. Don't forget, guys, we are going to be doing a, um, a Q&A. So during the interview, mm-hmm. we're going to get our questions in. Julie is very excited. She's got <laughs> some great ones. We were going back and forth over the past couple of days. We are going to be pulling in your questions as well. Yes. So if you want direct access to Mike, to Piazza, Mike Piazza, which you may have thought you have never we're never going to be able to have before me, <laughs> uh, Julia included. You can ask Mike a question. We'll pop it up. Your name will be on the screen and Mike will answer your question. So Julia, yeah, I know you have something here. You're going to show Mike in a little bit, mm-hmm. but are you more excited right now than you were for David Wright? It's not. I don't know if it's excitement. It's I. This is how I say is I have had enough interactions with David over the years that my brain has rationalized that he's a human being, right? Like he's right. not this whatever. He is real. He's just a real person. Uh, Mike Piazza is not a real person to me. <laughs> he's just this larger than life person I never thought I would meet, never thought I'd have access to in any way. Um, and we're about to do this, so that's insane. You went to Cooperstown. I did. You were you were up at Cooperstown. I was there. Uh, I was you- at his Hall Mets Hall of Fame ceremony, his Jersey retirement, all the fun. I'm wearing the um the seven line. Which one outing. was that from? This was for the Jersey retirement ceremony. Okay, it was so after it's July Hall 30th, 2016. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we'll have Mike joining in a couple minutes here. But we did talk about the um the COVID vaccines. And a few days ago, JD Davis came out and said he wasn't sure if he wanted to take it. Yesterday, Conforto was talking with the press and he kind of had a similar tone. Um, you know, the Mets did make it known that once these guys get back to New York, they're mm-hmm. all going to be eligible to get the shot if they want right. it. And um, Conforto basically said it's, you know, it's a personal decision. He right. actually had COVID two weeks yeah. before uh, spring training began mm-hmm. and so did his, his fiance. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a touchy subject because yeah. some places are requiring it. So like, I think Princeton college, I think to come back in, in the spring yeah. or the fall, you have to have the vaccine and a lot of things and just life in general, like look at, we're just talking about going to a baseball game. Yeah. They have to schedule a rapid COVID test. It's prior. insane. Um, I mean, How do you feel about that? I listen. I obviously want everyone to do their part in helping us as a society get back to normal. Um, I personally, I got my first shot this week. I will be getting fully vaccinated. However, I do understand some person, like I know someone personally who has allergies to medicines. They don't have any vaccines. They physically can't get them. I don't think they should be shamed for not getting them. That's like a health choice. Um, you know. It is touchy because it's, again, it's telling people what to do with their bodies. What makes this controversial is your decision does impact the people around you. Um, So I am obviously like I want everyone I know and love to get vaccinated, to be safe, whatever. But I also, you know, vaccinations, you don't know. We don't we have no way of knowing like the long term impacts or side effects of like years from now, how this will affect your body. So I understand people nervous about that. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, every vaccine that we take now once pose that risk. And if people aren't brave enough to just do it, we'll never know. And this will be a problem we have forever. So I don't know. That's how I feel about it. I'm not going to drag anyone either way. I, I do feel if you are capable and able to get vaccinated and you're in a position where you could really be you're around a lot of people all the time yeah i think if you can and you're comfortable you should the only people i know that are fully vaccinated so far are my parents because they're older um i had one shot you've had one shot so we're both um hoping to be fully vaccinated by the indarts wedding (laughs) so andrew and amanda are getting married on may 2nd may 2nd May 1st. May 1st. Mm-hmm. My anniversary is May 2nd. Yes. There so we go. there's a lot of dates to remember. <laughs> Kelly's birthday is the end of this month. Our anniversary is a couple days and later. And Amelia's is May Amelia's too, right? May 11th. Yep. Wow. So we got a lot going on. Busy week. A lot of back to backs. We kind of <laughs> try to cram everything all in one. We do like one celebration to kind of blanket over everything. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. You know, you know who gets shafted? People who have like December 30, um, December 23rd birthdays or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, my brother is December 27th. So he has lived that life of one big gift for two days and like you know everybody else is getting just as big of a gift but because your birthday it's oh it's your birthday too so right, right, right. he understands yeah well speaking of oh my god <laughs> didn't give me any warning <laughs> no warning for julia uh this man needs absolutely no introduction if you're a mets fan if you, you you're obviously a mets fan if you're watching this show <laughs> so this man really needs no introduction in our five seasons doing orange and blue thing he is now the only two-time guest it is Ooh. mr Mike Piazza. How you doing, Mike? 
Hey guys, happy opening day. Happy, happy opening day. Are you watching from, I was th wondering, are you watching from, are you joining us from Florida? Or are you joining us from Italy? Correct. No, I'm in Florida right now. Um, we got a few days off, uh, a couple of weeks for Easter break in Florida. So I put the crew on the plane and we, we uh, schlepped all the way back here. And uh, needless to say, it's been a challenging year traveling internationally as well. But we're getting by. We're doing really well. And um, it was great to be here. It was a good timing thing because I got to get up to spring and see the guys, uh, meet Steve, obviously have some FaceTime with him. And, and so it was, uh, it was a blessing in disguise. I had some delays getting here just because of the international travel issues, but, uh, you know, sometimes there's some silver linings and things. So this, that was the case, uh, here. Well, we'd love to see you there. I mean, anytime you're in camp, I know like the internet lights up and <laughs> Piazza's here, Piazza's here. Everyone gets excited. But um, speaking of excitement, I know you're a rock and roll guy. And, um, you know, I think you've been on a, a numerous shows like uh, Eddie Trunk and things like that. So sure. I know it's a big fashion faux pas to usually wear like the band T-shirt to see the <laughs> band. I'm wearing a Mike Piazza shirt that I got in 1999. <laughs> and um, I just want I know you probably can't see it. From there, I know I'm hidden back here behind the desk, but I am wearing a Piazza shirt. I don't know if that's cheesy. So is Julian. I am. I, I am. I, that's cool. Thank you. Guys. <laughs> I, I feel embarrassed because I have the the team issued stuff. I, I was going to put on. Of course, it would be cheesy if I wear Piazza 31 on the front. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going corporate today. I got back from the gym. I was combing my hair. I go, man, I look like I just uh, just woke up. So, uh, no, it's all good. It was good timing, but uh, yeah. I mean, now that now that I'm an executive now, you know. I have to have I have to have the um, the, the team issued uh, pullover. Awesome. So I don't know if if this is something you know. Speaking kind of of uh, apparel wise, if if players even think of this, but when I think of certain Mets moments, whether it be you or or another Mets player that accomplished something memorable that we kind of look back on and we can always remember that play or that moment. Um, I can picture your swing on nine twenty one or the ten inning, uh, the home run in the ten, uh, the ten run inning, uh, certain moments or, or going after Moda, uh, what you were wearing <laughs> in these, what you were wearing in these certain situations. So like the ten run inning, you're wearing black. Nine twenty one, you're wearing um, black. No, nine twenty one is wearing white. Oh. Uh, the nine twenty one yeah, game you had. White. Do you remember what color you were wearing during the Moda incident? I think it was like the hunting jersey ones, right? Like no, it was orange. Jersey. Yeah, it was yeah. Orange. <laughs> orange. Because the Mets never wear orange. They wear a couple of times. They wear like the Los Mets stuff. But that was a spring training thing. Right. But um, I, the reason I'm bringing this up is because players don't necessarily get much say in the uniform. You know, you're you're drafted by a team or you're, you're, you're you know, traded to or whatever. And that's the uniform. You wear what you wear. I know Harvey was pretty uh, favorable towards the blue. He wore mm -hmm. the blue a lot. But black jerseys, whenever the internet... Uh, hears about the Mets wearing black jerseys or bringing black jerseys back, um, it lights up. And whether it's good or bad, it's mainly good, I feel. But mm -hmm. as a player, when you wore the black jersey, did you like it? You could be honest with us. Did you like wearing the black jersey? Uh, I got to be honest with you. When I first got to New York, I wasn't so much uh, versed on the um, uniform history how significant uniforms throughout history history signified different things, different eras. And then I think it was 99. If you don't, if you remember, they took the names off the back. We yeah. just had numbers. And I thought that was a little odd because I think at the time uh, there was always this sort of tit for tat, I guess, for lack of better words, with the Yankees. So we were like, you know, what, what are we doing this for? And, and then the theory, the, the given or the belief theories that obviously we were, we were uh, emulating the Yankees because they didn't have names on the back of the jerseys. So then flash forward that a few years later when all teams started doing a black variation. I think it was cool if I'm not if I'm mistaken at the end of the 90s, early 2000s. So um, but truth be told, I really did enjoy it. I, I thought the Blacks looked cool. I mean, I know it's an emotional topic for a lot of fans. That's why I kind of put out some tweets just to have fun with it, <laughs> to see the real temperature. I mean, it's like you could ask about different things uh, that are controversial, but when you get into the Black jerseys, it's usually like 60-40, <laughs> people like them, and then the people that hate them really hate them, and they're coming at you like you just insulted them or <laughs> their family, and it's it's just pretty funny in a way, so... But personally, I think the black looks cool. I mean, I, I think it does look cool. I mean, and then when I think Chicago White Sox went to the black, all black, I think they went from the, the mixed colors 
to the black and somewhere around that time, I thought it looked cool as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I like the black. I think it, it's cool, but obviously it'll always be a, a debate from here to, till eternity, I guess. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> hi, Mike. Hi. <laughs> okay, I'm going to allow myself 30 seconds to fangirl here, and then I'm going to rein it in for the rest of the time. That's um, cool. <laughs> I am a bit younger than Darren. I am 25. So when you came to the Mets, I was three years old. You are the reason I'm obsessed with baseball. I was your biggest fan. Um, so, so much so, I feel the need to just share this story really quick as personal redemption for me. Um, when you left the Mets, I was obviously devastated. So in 2006, um, we were going to see family in California, but we specifically flew into San Diego to go see a Padres game just so I could see you play. That was the only thing I wanted. We went, I made this like magic marker sign in my San Diego Marriott hotel room. Um, <laughs> and all it said was Mike Piazza's number one fan is Julia Quadrino. Do I hold it up? Should you I hold it up? Show it up? That was cool. Thank I, you. I still have it. But the tragic part, Mike, is... um. So we get all the way there. I have my sign. I'm so excited. And I didn't play that night. It right? was your night off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you didn't play. So if you look closely, Mike, you can literally see the marker is running because I was crying the whole night. And those are my tear stains that made the magic marker bleed. So um, to say that this is kind of a dream come true moment, you know what? If you had told me in 2006 one day I could... I don't know, Skype, FaceTime, whatever you want to call this, Mike Piazza, I think yeah, I'd be okay. Um, but this moment means a lot to me. So just, I wanted, if I'm giddy, that's why. And I just wanted to put that you. out there right well, off the bat. That's really kind. And, and the short version of that was that even though it was really hard and difficult to leave the Mets, everything that I had known about New York, I, I kind of knew that the team was going in a different direction. And I really thought it'd be best for everyone if we just parted ways at the time. And I think, and I believe two things. I mean, I think so many things in life are dictated with your attitude. And if you're positive about things, positive things get returned to you. So it was hard to leave. I mean, I went out there and I really, um, it was a good team. We had a lot of fun and we, had, we won the division that year. Ironically, which would have been really weird is that we ran into the Cardinals uh, and they ended up winning the World Series, but then the Mets mm -hmm. ran into the Cardinals. So if you could imagine how weird it would have been if San Diego and the Mets played Oh, yeah. for the league that year that talk about hitting i hit a few home runs when i returned it mm -hmm. the third when i almost hit the third one they were like should we be clapping for this <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was there the for that night it. yeah i was right took a, i took eric hillman i think to the warning track and i just missed it i would have been my <laughs> third home run at, at shea uh and it would have been weird for a visiting player <laughs> yeah, I was, that was I. I was excited. I mean, I was there. The I night, remember that vividly uh, yeah. against Pedro. The Mets still. You know what it was? The Mets still won. So the Mets won four to three. Yeah, you hit the two cool. home runs. So I was happy to see you, but I was also happy the Mets won. So it was. <laughs> it was weird. Like we're in the stands, we're cheering for you, but we want our team to win. You know, you yeah, came out for right. the curtain call. Was that your only curtain call yeah, on the road? No, <laughs> I think they said it was one of the rare curtain calls at Shea for a visiting player. Technically, well, technically I was a visiting player, but not really, but. <laughs> Yeah, so that that was cool. Uh, but yeah, getting back to that, what are the you talk about what ifs and all those things? But if, what if we would have played for the league championship? That would have been really awkward in a way. So conflicting. It would have been weird. But uh, we ran into the Cardinals, and the Cardinals ended up winning. Obviously, they the Mets did as well, and they they um, ended up winning the whole thing that year. So, but uh, no, that was the special memory. I mean, everyone talks about which home run and and all these other things, and and those I've had some really great moments in New York City. But to come back as a visiting player and not really knowing how it would be received, but to just to have the fans welcome me like they did uh, and give me a standing ovation and, and a curtain call for the home for a home run. Um, that's pretty special, too. That may not be on the ranked high, but uh, that was pretty cool. So let me ask you, speaking of the fans and, and the love from the fans and um, all that. So you came up through the Dodgers, as everyone knows. Do the Dodgers fans hate that you seem to have a more connection with us than you do with them? Yeah, and it's it is talk about uh, awkward. I mean, look, first and foremost, I tell people all the time. I mean, I left the Dodgers in '98, and I think since then they've had like four ownership groups. They've had a lot of changeover, a lot of guys. I don't even think there's anybody there that I really uh, played with uh, or or was coached by. Um, and things like that. Personally, in the beginning, obviously, like any bad breakup, there's always bad feelings and you're never going to be leaving a team that traded you after 
but you feel you've done a lot for them, uh, that you're going to be like, hey, let's keep in touch. You know, everything's okay. <laughs> so you, you, it was some hard feelings in the end. But then as time goes on, you start to realize that and you appreciate what they did. I appreciate what they did for me. I appreciate uh, them taking a chance on me. I, I appreciate all the coaches and, and, and players that I played with that helped me develop. Uh, but, but truth be told today, you know, we've had some interaction about some things, but it, logistically it would be impossible now that I spend time in Italy now and my kids go to school there and being in Florida and being on the East coast, uh, I'm not adverse to it. I mean, we had a couple of things that, that I just couldn't do it logistically. And now with COVID it's almost impossible. One of them was uh, a little thing for Tommy, uh, which obviously, you know, they may have a memorial for him at a later date, which I would consider going to obviously for, for obvious reasons. But uh, I always look at it this way. You know what? The Mets, the, you know, the, the Dodgers traded me and the Mets married me. And, and that's what I have to respect. And they stepped up and they gave me a contract. And I will always be eternally grateful for that. And the, from, from the memories here, I have some great memories in L.A. I mean, I had some great moments there. And obviously, it was a step to get to New York City. And I'm one of those few players that I can honestly say I played the bulk of my career, the main part of my career in market number one and market number two. So not a lot of guys can say that. So those are, those are the memories that I'll always kind of cherish. And, and, and I, and I still, obviously they won the world series last year. So the last five years they've really taken off as a club and they're, they're a dangerous club and they have a lot of talent. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're talking about the Mets married you. I love that phrase that the Dodgers <laughs> traded you, the Mets married you. That's awesome. But so I'm very curious when you first knew that there was this special bond with you and Mets fans, I mean, everybody, obviously, when they think of you, we think of the home run after 9-11 and that whole just time period, you know, you, you know, really supporting the city and all that. But I'm curious because before that you went to the World Series, went to the playoffs a few times. So when did you realize like there was something like a bond between you and Mets fans specifically? I, I think when I kind of went through the gauntlet when I first got here uh, and and I was swinging the bat okay. I wasn't driving in a lot of big runs and I was kind of struggling. I think if I remember I was playing, we were playing Tampa Bay one night and I hit into a double play off of uh, Rick White uh, and I got booed. I mean, really booed off the field. And I was like thinking, man, this sucks. This <laughs> is not fun. And I kind of Personally, when things go like that for me, I always kind of go into my cave and, and internalize it and try to figure out. And personally, I thought to myself, look, I could do one of two things. I mean, I could leave and, and go somewhere else that has less pressure and less of the spotlight, or I could stick it out here and try to get through it and try to just let my play do the talking. And, and, and I was, my son's laughing. He's watching. <laughs> so don't, don't uh, be no, it's all good. We love fine. it. It adds to uh, it. I told him, I said, daddy has to do an interview and then we'll go play. So, <laughs> um, but uh, in any event for me was the fact that uh, I stuck it out and I persevered and I worked hard and believe me, there was nights I went home and I said, this sucks. I do not want to be here. I don't like being booed. Uh, when I was in LA, obviously I had times where I struggled, but it was definitely a golden boy. I mean, I was the golden boy of the team, rookie of the year. I just come off my best season and coming here was humbling, but I just decided, look, I'm very spiritual. And I believe that there's also a spiritual component to things. And I got traded to New York and I ended up here for a reason. And I wanted to see that through. And Fortunately, I did. I think I hit a big pinch hit double off Chuck McElroy to drive in some runs and the fans were like going crazy. And then I saw a sign, you know, I think we were negotiating and said a hundred million a bargain, which I <laughs> thought was really cool. So that's when it turned. And then I said, look, these are hard fans. It's a tough place to play. Uh, you're going to get booed. You're going to get booed if you're not delivering. You're going to get booed if you're dogging it and deservedly so. But if they open you up and bring you in uh, to, you know, their family, it's it's there's no other place in the world like it. And so fortunately, I was able to to, to do that. And, uh, you know, the rest is history is the greatest time of my life. And uh, even today, I mean, now I'm honored to be still part of the organization and work on the heritage and, and community relations and all those things. You know, we have some really cool stuff coming up when hopefully things open up. Uh, as you've seen, some things were leaked. I saw on that, 
Uh, so, so yeah, it's, you know, my life is good and I'm just, I'm very, very grateful. I'm very grateful to Mets fans that they stuck with me and then I'm glad I stuck with them. Well, we're grateful for you as well. And, and we're happy that you're bringing, you're, you're getting more of a role with the team. Absolutely. Um, you know, we heard about it last week. I think, uh, Puma had put it out there first on Twitter and then, you know, we heard that you're going to start taking on more of a, of a role, which we, which we love, obviously. Um, so we heard that you uh, you met up with Cohen and you know you watched the game with him and besides the obvious with protocols and logistics and things being much different this this camp have you noticed any changes over maybe this year over years past? What- yeah, I, I think uh, look, I mean, there's no question. Steve has a lot of capital. I mean, he's a very successful businessman in in, in the hedge fund world. Uh, he's smart. He understands the. Um, idea of management of good management i was really impressed the fact that he was asking questions uh because you may um, you imagine someone this successful in business would be somewhat um what's the word i'm looking for autocratic i guess just sort of you know top-down management but he's asking all the right questions i mean uh, you know he was asking me about lindor before i go hey it's not my money dude (laughs) That's a big check to write. Uh, and uh, so on that note, I mean, I, I said some things on social media and I and I think we as fans really need to support him, support the team. Uh, he came and I told him, I said, man, you know, running a sports team is not like a business. It's 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 a business. Of course, there's a business component, but um, it's different in many ways. I mean, I learned that on my own on a scalable level, and I think it's a very difficult venture at times because you can do nine things right but those two things that go wrong will will always be sort of exposed i think he's learning that quickly and there there will be a learning curve i mean he's a bright guy but there's also a learn he's you're going to make mistakes obviously they there were some hiccups in the beginning i think he was very pragmatic about that but the fans should really rest assured that you have a very smart wealthy passionate owner at the head of the ship and you know we got to fight for the king you know we have to support this team and and it's not perfect again you lost he told me because i'm mad we lost bauer and and we tried to do some other things and we tried to bring in but it doesn't matter this team is the team here there's going to be obviously some incremental changes because of of the rules of covid and things like that but uh i implore the fans i'm asking them as a personal favor to support this team there's going to be tough times. There's going to be losing streaks. There's going to be blown saves. There's going to be errors. That's part of baseball. But I mean, I think we need to kind of at least get in there and and, and give this guy a break and let him really, uh, you know, and compliment him for what he's done and still be Mets fans. If someone's dogging in or they're not delivering it, I have no problem with the booze. I mean, I think it, it builds character and it toughens you up. So, uh, but, but I think Mets fans should be happy and rest assured that the team is in good hands. I love that. I love Mike. A personal favor to Mike Piazza. Everyone be nice to Steve Cohen. I love it. But uh, speaking of Steve Cohen, and I, I mean this with no disrespect, he brought up Old Timers Day. Um, and the last time we saw you playing no. at City Field, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, like, all right. I think it's funny you say Old Timers Day. I don't want to interrupt you at all. No, you're fine. But it's funny because you know when I was a kid, it was something that you know. I don't know if it would be as romantic as watching a bunch of old guys running around there like, you know, with scar tissue. And, you know, maybe when we were kids, it was kind of like, cool. But now it's like, maybe it might not have the same effect. So, of course, if there is an old timer's day, I'll be there. But Excellent. I, I always tell the fans, I go, it may not be pretty. So don't go out there thinking, uh, you know, it's going to be anything. Well, no, I was going to say, because yeah. you played the the Celebrity All-Star Game in 2013. I was there. That was very oh, was enjoyable softball. to watch. Well, that was Ball, so that was a <laughs> maybe if we do the softball it could be a little easier but no Perfect. i mean uh you know I, I as a player my pride and my ego might mm-hmm. say i don't want to see i don't want the fans to see me like whiffing on a ball because <laughs> i realistically haven't touched a bat i mean i touched a few at spring training but as far as literally haven't taken bp in a decade right so it could be pretty ugly so i'm just giving <laughs> that warning sign out there <laughs> 
love We'd it. love to see it. I'm sure that fans would be ecstatic. I know that you, you said a few things were leaked, and um, I think we're going to see you back there at City Field at least in September for the 20-year uh, anniversary. So um, any glimpse we can get of of you back at the field is always is always a good time. Yeah, I but... would personally pay to watch Mike Piazza strike out a few times. I don't know about <laughs> anybody else, but I'd be there. <laughs> so um, what we're doing on the show, we have our last guest ask the next guest a question. So um, whenever we have our next guest, I'll, if you don't mind, I'll send you a direct message. If you could hit me one, hit me with one. But our last guest was uh, Disha from uh, the Daily News, and she has this question for you. Hey, Mike. My question for you is if there was social media around when you were a player, um, would you have used it like you do now or would you have stayed off it um, for some of the, the fan reactions and the banter that, as you know, goes goes on on there? Could you hear that? I, I didn't hear the first part, and then I had a sound thing. So, do you, do you okay. So, uh, yeah, Disha wanted to know um, if social media was around when you were a player. Could you see yourself basically being on there, or would you maybe take the route of of a guy who lets the internet do its thing on its own? <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> ooh, it's a hypothetical. I would probably be on there, but I would keep it somewhat austere. You know, I wouldn't be on there. Hey, I sucked last night. You know, I struck out with the bases loaded. Give me a break. Don't, you know, it, it, I would have to kind of keep it somewhat, I think, um, generic. I mean, because you just can't. It, it's so hard to uh, it's hard to deal with the media. We say the scrum, the media scrum after a game. And it would be exhausting, I think, is the word for it. I mean, as a player and as a player, you have to conserve your energy and focus on what you're trying to do, because if you could have a you have a great game, the next day you got to play. You could have a crappy game the next day you have to play. So being so involved in, and um, on that hamster wheel, I guess, of social media, because you can do something. Per There's always going to be someone there. There's always going to be someone negative, And that's that's the tough part about the Internet. And you have to deal with that. So. Yeah, I probably would, but I would keep it somewhat sort of just bulletin boardy, you know. Hey, you yeah, know, yeah. Come to 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 hat day tomorrow, whatever. Something like <laughs> come yeah, because you were saying like be, the you know, like the boo birds. Like, some guys like you suck. You suck. <laughs> no, dude, I'm really. It was a bad pitch. You know? Yeah, like the boo birds in person are bad. Like the internet's way worse. I, I mean, know. A couple Met players got on there. And they were off real quick. I remember Josh Choley had Twitter for like a day and he, <laughs> he was over it. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I was going to say Marcus Stroman seems to have a very good handle on it, where if anyone says anything that just violates his headspace, blocked, done. But um, speaking of current Mets, I'm wondering, you were down there for spring training. So aside from DeGrom, who is the obvious choice, um, who are you most excited from this team to see play in 2021? Well, I think McCann for me because he's the catcher, obviously, and it's mm. a position that, that obviously I played and is really important to me. Uh, and I think it's important for a club to have solid leadership behind the plate. And look, Nito and these guys, they, they did a good job. I mean, obviously, um, uh, there's been some, some change over in the last few years. And um, But this kid's for real. I mean, I think this kid, he's a good kid. He's, I mean, when I looked at him, I was like, Dude, you're a lot bigger than I thought, and, he, and he's in shape. Um, obviously, he's been maturing every year through through coming up through Detroit and obviously Chicago. So he's, I think, trending right. I mean, I think he's getting more mature. I think he's getting more experience. So, yeah, I mean, we had some really nice time, you know, just – and it was just on the backfield talking about baseball, and he was asking me questions about guys that I played with and guys that I played against, and so – He's a good kid. He's a super kid. So, so yeah, I mean, I was glad to catch up with Noah and, and uh, Jake and all these guys and, and Mike and, and uh, you know, Polar Bear and all these guys. But, but generally, um, I'm, in, I'm impressed with him a lot. I mean, he's got a ways to go. He's going to have to, again, learn the deal playing in New York. But uh, I, th I think the fans, uh, you know, should get behind this kid and, and support him because he's a, he's a super guy. Yeah, so a quick follow-up question to that, because my second question was going to be, and I don't think McCann would be the answer for this one, was who of the current team would you have wanted to play with on your team? And obviously you're both catchers, so I don't think you'd want to be competing. <laughs> um, so who else do you think, like, if you could have on your team, in your starting lineup, hitting in the batting order with you, who would you want to play with? 
Well, as a catcher, I'd, I'd want to catch Degrom, no question about it. I mean, I <laughs> think say, no Degrom. Degrom's the easy answer, but that's fine. <laughs> well, that's fine. It's right, it's I'll obvious. Even, I'll even go Noah for me because okay. you know I I always love power guys, and I think it's a big question mark. Obviously, he should be ready around June-ish. Hopefully, he'll be be ready to take take the bump and and give us some quality innings. I mean, you have to be realistic because, of course, it's a it's a difficult procedure and injuries coming off of, but. Uh, um, I, I look, I mean, is it for me hitting wise? I never, it, I always loved to catch and I enjoyed catching guys. That was part of what I enjoyed. Hitting to me always was more sort of natural and not so much, uh, sort of into the, the pure statistics and everything like that. So, um, I wanted a guy to go out there and give me a two and a half hour game because <laughs> you know I, mean? <laughs> I knew I had to play tomorrow. So I was like, dude, let's just like throw strikes, let the guys catch the ball and let's get them tomorrow. Hopefully right. throw a few runs up and win. And so, yeah, I mean the pitching obviously. And then uh, the bullpen is interesting. I mean, there's, there's some interesting guys down there, some interesting stories and look, the bullpen's a question on every club. I mean, injuries and things like that can come into play. So um I hope this team again is is able to kind of find its space and and get something going. But it's a, it's a very compelling story. It's going to be interesting. I think they're going to be okay. So it's wild that we're actually only a few days away from getting ourselves into the ballpark for what's been a year and a half now since the last time we've been at City Field. So this was actually announced last year, and I guess we just didn't realize it because the world shut down and we didn't get <laughs> to go. But as fans were going to the ballpark this year to get their vaccines, they noticed that the one of the clubs was rebranded. So now the Piazza 31 club at City Field is there with the true vodka. Can you tell us a little bit more about yeah. the vodka and the club? And yeah, we had a little bit of a glitch on the name. We were trying if it was like true 31 club or, yeah, Piazza 31 club or things like that with true vodka. Yeah, I did this venture with true vodka. It's an Italian-made uh, winter wheat vodka. It's made up in uh, Alto Adige in a town called Bisano di Grappa, and Look, I mean, I think there's a lot of really good vodkas out there. I'm not a massive, massive vodka drinker. I love, um, I love Bloody Marys, and I love uh, just a vodka with a twist occasionally before, but I also enjoy wine, scotch, and other spirits. But the reason why I did vodka is because, obviously, Italian, this is an Italian vodka. I think it's a very interesting blend. I, I think it's really delicious. I, I implore people to try it. And as far as the club, yeah, I mean, we, we started the idea of, of doing a, I originally wanted to do a cigar vodka bar. And then, you know, they told me, well, it's a, technically a, you need a permit to have a cigar bar because I'm a cigar smoker. I do enjoy cigars. So I was like, okay, let's, let's try this again. And we just got together and we found, you know, the space became available and um, the guys, Vinny Cortona is downtown in, in New York, who is the who started true vodka and and we now doing this joint venture and and the mets have been amazing and and opening the space for us so as soon as uh, right now though until it gets we're not going to open until we can get 50 percent capacity okay. okay so um obviously hopefully it's in a few months i mean we pray it is so when that's the case you'll be the first to know we're going to do some really cool events there and some mixers and some q a's and um we're going to drink responsibly but excessively, no, we're kidding. Um, <laughs> and we're going to have a good time. So, I mean, no, it's it's going to be a fun thing, and it's it's a great connection for me, and um, I'm looking forward to it. And it's going to be a lot of fun, so I'm looking forward to seeing you guys there. You know what's great, too? Um, you know, I was saying anytime we can get you at the ballpark is a great thing, but also when the ballpark first opened, I don't know if you remember, the walls were black. Like, there was not much Mets um, imagery around the ballpark. The Homer and Apple was hidden in the in the uh, bullpen gate. It wasn't even in the front of the building. So a lot of things have changed. So to have more, um, you know, not only Mets players, but um, you know, the graphics and the imagery and and the the feel of it being more home is great. So for you to have your own club in the ballpark now is is a home run. And you made a great you made a great point. And I think well, that's kind of one of the reasons one of my duties with the team is. Initially, when I retired and the Mets and generally every team had this feeling about, yeah, we want to embrace our heritage. Yes, we want to embrace our history, but we don't want it to take away from the present guys, the present day team. We want them to go out and, and form their own identity and their own memories with the fans. But but then we like, you know what? Fans love history. Baseball is history and heritage. And you can celebrate the history and celebrate the great players of the of the past years and embrace the guys from the present. 
there's a balance there, of course. But so you made a great point. And that's one thing, Steve, growing up a Mets fan and embracing the history and the heritage. And I pushed this before Mets Heritage.com is a, is a space that we curated for all the um, authentic memorabilia from years past programs from the first years in the 60s and the 70s, obviously the 80s teams. So uh, we're, we're going to be 100 miles an hour about the past and celebrating the past teams, but embracing the present day guys as well and their identity. So um, that's like I said, that's the balance I'm trying to strike. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, without giving away too many details, we're going to have some cool things about uh, the heritage and the history of the club this year. But nothing would make me more happy for this team to, to be a playoff team that goes deep into the playoffs and make their own memories as well. Love it. <laughs> no arguments there. But uh, <laughs> you're talking about heritage and you flaunted that beautiful Italian accent before. Talk about Italian vodka. I actually. I have a kind of funny question. My brother's fiance, Chrissy. Hi, Chrissy. Um, she wants to know, now that you have lived in Italy, you've immersed yourself in authentic Italian cuisine, where is the best place to get Italian food in New York? Oh, man. Well, I haven't been to the city recently uh, for obvious reasons right. because of the travel restrictions. What, what are my restaurants in New York? Um, hmm. Well... There's Michael White's place, Marea, which is on the uh, Central Park South. Um, it's a little expensive. No, it's, <laughs> it's pretty high end, but, you know, it's a special occasion place. Um, there's another place. I think it's on the east side. It's called San Pietro. The guy is actually from, um, I believe, he's, oh, he's from Anzio, actually, which is a small town south of Rome. He's got really good seafood there. Uh, Restaurante San Pietro. Pizza. There's some great pizza in Soho now. There's I. I well, if you would have known me, I would. I, I, if you would have told me before, I could have been able to research a few of the places. Um, there's. Brico, we'll just have to get you back which, again. There's a small place called Brico on 57th, I think, uh, just west of 10th Avenue, kind of in the Columbus Circle area, which is really, you know, not very flashy, but just good, simple Italian food, good cheese, good wine, flatbread pizza. So, I mean, look, I'm, I'm sure there's been some places opening up since the last time I was in the city. Sure. But uh, so I look forward to re-exploring and, and uh, I'll give you a report, though. Excellent. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And I'll Chrissy, I hope you took notes because that was a lot. That was great. Thank you. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, first time we had you on, my daughter was just a few months old and now she's about to be six. And I know you have a few kids of your own as well. Um, you know. As a parent, it's always nice if you're not if your kids follow in your footsteps, but if they like what you like, you know. I'm I'm obviously I love the Mets. I watch the Mets, and and uh, she's into cheerleading and dance and and so on and so forth. So they had sports day at school a couple weeks ago, and she decided to wear her her cheerleading jersey instead of a Mets jersey. Like I have a custom jersey that's she's the only kid that has. Well, there's two kids. Uh, Megan, who works for us, her daughter has a jersey, and my daughter Amelia has a jersey for the Seven Line Army. You're the only two kids that have it. Instead of wearing like the one of two jerseys, she wore her cheerleading jersey to school. So um, Julie and I were talking about this, and uh, we remember from your Hall of Fame speech at City Field, you mentioned uh, your son. As soon as you can get him into baseball, and and uh, you know the Mets will be the first team you're calling when when he's ready for the bigs. So how is that going for you so far? <laughs> well, ironically, living in Italy, and and we've had some restrictions obviously from covid and some lockdowns but uh he right now is playing soccer i mean he he's a defensive wizard and um he's funny because in soccer in italy they're serious and and he speaks very good italian now but he the way he describes it to me is like dad that coach was yelling at me i was like good yeah let him yell at you because he was you know he says uh the, the, the way they always have this, and he's got the hands down. He's like, <laughs> die, die, yeah. goodbye. Hey. Yeah. And so he has this, the, all the, the um, emotions and the talking with the hands down, with the hands and things like that. Um, but I don't know. I'm pitching to him a little bit now. I mean, we, I have a bat and some, some balls over there and, and a couple of gloves. So I've been working with him. He's got good hand-eye coordination. I mean, he's seven. Um, I don't, I know kids start really early here. I don't know if he's, I'm going to have to be able to put him in a league, 
But right now, he looks like a soccer star. So it could be Team Italy and Team USA fighting for him in the World Cup, maybe in about 10 years. So <laughs> he's defense. He's really serious. And uh, he's a good passer. He handles the ball pretty well. Um, he's tough. You know, I'm, I'm objective. I'm not like my kid is the greatest. He's definitely <laughs> tough. He'll throw a hip in you. Um, and, you know, a couple of kids in Italy, we say are fragile, which means, you know, they're a little soft, so he he throws the hips around, and he's a, he's a tough guy. So uh, he's more defense orientated. He's not as flashy. He's, he's not a bomber. They say bomber in Italy means striker. So he's mm. more midfield kind of defensory, and uh, but he likes it. It's good for him that he's running around. So, but I'm gonna slowly continue to fold him in the baseball. So right now he's looking like a soccer guy. Perfect. So <laughs> you mentioned actually Team Italy. And so I, I believe I, I have a friend who actually played for Team Italy in the World Baseball Classic a couple years ago. And he was curious, I believe before everything got shut down, you had plans yes. to coach with Team Italy. So if that happens again, would yes. you jump right back in there? Good question. The Classic was supposed to be this summer, this yeah. spring, actually, but obviously they pushed it back to 23. Uh I don't even know where I'm going to be in 2023, so I'll take it one year at a time. But uh, we do have a tournament in Piemonte, in Torino, uh, in September. It's a European championship, so I'll be dealing mainly with the guys uh, that would possibly come to the Classic, maybe four or five of them, not all of them. So the, the group ages will be primarily 18 to 27, 28, a few guys in their 30s to round out the team. But there's a European Championship in Torino in September. And actually, I'm going to miss the first game because it does start actually on September 11th. Mm. So I'm going to come back real quick, obviously, for the September 11th game uh, at City in September. And then the next day, I'm going to go right back to Italy uh, for that tournament. Um, I have some really good assistant coaches that are going to handle the first game. We'll probably fortunately be playing somebody like Bulgaria or something like that. So hopefully the game won't be too too difficult. But uh then after that, it's it's uh, I think fourteen team tournament, so it'll be it's my first actually managerial debut. Awesome. So if anybody's in Italy at that time uh, and you and you just want to see a little ball, you may want to make get on the train and come up to Torino. It could be it could be interesting. Love it. Yeah, you never know. We got people watching from all over the globe <laughs> yeah. right now. So uh, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Periscope, aka Twitter. And we're asking some fans for some questions here. And we got one here from uh, Tim Riley who wants to know, when Robin Ventura did his imitation of you during the rain delay at Yankee Stadium, was that spur of the moment or had he uh, done something similar in the past? Uh, definitely spur of the moment. Because <laughs> if I would have seen him grab my jersey and ran, I, I wouldn't have let him do it. Because, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, someone, I just remember in the clubhouse, someone was during the rain delay, obviously, and, and I heard someone say, you know, do you have an extra jersey? I was like, what? For what? Uh, and then, then I, it might have been Pratty or someone that grabbed it and ran it down to Robin, and then he did the whole, uh, you know, the whole uh, Casey at the bat thing. And, and uh, you know what they say, uh, you know, uh, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. So I was, uh, I was laughing about it. It was... It was probably, he's definitely a lot faster than me when he was running. So that's one thing maybe you could have told it wasn't me. But the funniest thing about that, if you don't remember, that Michael Kay, I think, was on the Yankees radio show going, What's Piazza doing? He's going to get hurt. How dare he do this? So he even fooled Michael Kay. And I'm sitting there listening to this crap on the radio. I'm like, What? Is, I'm not, it's not even me. It's, so yeah, that was pretty. That was That's cool. awesome. So we got another one here from uh, user then came the eighth on Twitter. Hey Mike, do you still play the drums in any bands you're listening to these days? Ooh. Yeah, I do still play the drums. Uh, I was just up there visiting my my mom and dad still live uh, in Valley Forge, PA, and I have a couple of kits set up there. I have a Bonham kit, like an old '70s Vista Light. Uh, it's called Amber kit the old uh song remains the same kit uh i don't play as much as i would like to i'm i'm at, see, i'm in an, i mean we move so much i want to do like an electronic set maybe these new electronic sets are really cool obviously they're a lot uh more quiet than drums and as far as any bands you know i i listen you know my kids are funny they they're really they've listened to a lot of my music which is cool um, I listen to classic 80s metal, a lot of 70s rock. I listen to, and my kids listen to the new 
bands, which I'm not really adver- versed in. Um, but what am I listening to? I still listen to Zach Wild, BLS, Van Halen. Obviously, we lost Eddie last year, so that was uh, very sad for all the 70s rocker, hard rock and metal guys. Um, and, uh, you know, I love the Internet because you can go on YouTube and watch a classic concert from the 70s and, and things like that. Uh, but my kids are cool. You know, my, my kids really like the bands that I listen and I try to get into their bands. My daughter, 14, is into the Korean guys. B- BTS. BTS. So yes. she's like, Daddy, can we go to Seoul? And go? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so she's into BTS. So if they're listening, guys, you know, my daughter's a major fan. And she's swooning and fainting over the picture. She's got the stickers on her computer and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah, I'm uh, uh, but I don't. I don't know what they sing. I'll have to get into them a little bit more. So we got one more here from the fans. Uh, this one is from Seamus uh, Kunain. I don't know if I'm saying that correct. Uh, do you regret dyeing your hair blonde? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, we knew we had to ask something about the blonde hair before this interview was over. <laughs> I sound like my daughter because my daughter says when I ask my dad a question, I get a lecture. So when I get a question, I'm not going to. The short version is, do I regret? It was painful. Um I didn't realize that bleach hurt that much. Uh, and then, of course, you have to go through it three times because you get it looks like a canary yellow and then it turns like snow white and then they have to tone it to get it. Um, and but I did it for fun. And the next day at Wrigley Field, I took Carrie Wood deep my first at bat. So just the fact that I took him deep in, into the basket, uh, I would have done it again. <laughs> <laughs> And then by the time September rolled around, it was growing out. So I had the frosted tips. Um, <laughs> it was fun, but it definitely hurt a lot more than I thought. I, I kind of had a lot more respect for the ladies that do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you remember in um, 2016, it was a thing where like all, the Mets were mm. all bleaching their hair. Yeah. I don't know why they started they doing brought it. brought it back. Or who did it first, but then the fans started yeah. doing it. Uh, it was pretty yeah, cool. Was Everyone fun. was going blonde. Actually, you know, I got it done in Chicago. I went to, I forget the salon's name in Chicago and, um, David Wells actually came in there when I was, and he was literally, because I think, I don't know who he was with at the time, but the American League team was either coming or going or whatnot, and he was in shock. So he was one of the first guys to see it. It was pretty funny. (laughs) That's awesome. So before we let you go, I got a a couple images here um, saved, and I wanted to show you something because we didn't actually, I'd never seen this clip before until last season. And then I guess it happened during the 1995 season, maybe during the um (laughs) maybe during the strike 1994 okay um so you were on an episode of baywatch so i wanted to know if you weren't a baseball player did you (laughs) did you like picture yourself being this hollywood star but what was your other other route if baseball wasn't it well the short version of that is what that was actually right after the strike in 94 and um truth be told uh i was dating a girl at the time that was doing like stunts on the show and so I met the producers and I met David Hasselhoff and he said, Hey, you want to come in and, and do a little gig on the show? And I, I really didn't, I didn't realize it would be this cult classic and that I would still be critically acclaimed. My acting st- skills would still be remembered up until this day, you know, almost 30 years later. So I, I mean, maybe from like they say, no, all publicity is good publicity type of thing. I would definitely do it again, um, but I would have expanded my role a little bit. And I got to meet Pam, obviously. She looks great. And that was in the heyday of, of Baywatch. Uh, and the funny thing was that I was wearing, I put my jersey on and, and I said, this is going to look weird. I'm going to be on the beach with my jersey. And they go, well, you know, we're a worldwide show. So who? no one's going to know you in Turkey or in, in Europe and all the markets that the show, um, the show really was a phenomenon at the time. I mean, it was before internet and all those things, but it, worldwide it was syndicated in like something 26 languages and and all these other regions so the producers were like you gotta gotta wear the jersey and i was like (laughs) i want to show off my pipes and my (laughs) my milk white body because i never get to the beach playing baseball (laughs) 
So uh, that's how that story went down. But now a few, it's kind of like Ben Hur or you know Gone with the Wind. It's kind of like a classic now. It's so I'm I'm very honored people still recall that uh, that episode. <laughs> well, Mike, we're honored that you gave us you know a good 45 minutes here on opening day, and I know you got got to take your son out to do some playtime. Um, so it. we appreciate. It. I mean, and I said you're the you're the first two time guest ever on Orange and Blue thing, and I appreciate you taking the time. Always always so cool with us and. Um, my you know, I, I, I'm super appreciative. Yeah, good guys. Appreciate what you do. Uh, and I know you've worked hard to build an amazing brand. And, and I think it's great when you guys travel around to the other ballparks and bring the army. And to, to my knowledge, the only team that really does that. So Mets fans are, are passionate. They love the team. They love the city. You know, we're, 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 we're the real deal in the city. And, uh, as I said before, support this team. Happy opening day. Let's try this again. Part due, we say. <laughs> so, God bless you guys. And uh, again, love what you do. And I'll be, I'll be in touch. So I look forward to seeing you at the stadium soon. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate it. Ciao, guys. Bye. Ciao. <laughs> you're you're great. <gasps> How was that? Um, my heart rate since I walked in the door. <laughs> Did it just go down a little bit? I kind of just exhaled for the first time in about an hour. If you're wearing one of these like Fitbits or whatever you got, that's, the Apple I, that's why I don't because I get scared because <laughs> I don't want to know that my heart rate was in the fat burning zone for an hour just now. But that was amazing. That was excellent. Mike's Ooh. the man. And, um, you know, it's always a pleasure to have him on. We are over the one hour mark, so we are going to mess up a little bit for Instagram, but whatever. I'll oh, figure wow. out some editing magic to get this on Instagram <laughs> after the fact. But um, we do have a couple more things to touch on because oh we forgot gosh. to do the share contest giveaway from last yes. week. So if you guys are watching live, um, we we still have, we had a, our activity was pretty high. So we had a lot of live viewers here. So click the share mm. button. You could do it now. You could do it later. You could do it tomorrow. You could do it anytime up until next Monday's show. And that's how you are eligible for the free stuff. So if you are a listener on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, whatever, we don't give away anything on that avenue, but you can then pop on over, share the show, and uh, get involved in the contest giveaways. My screen actually... <laughs> Post it on your wall. The soundboard was yeah, idle for too long. The soundboard was idle. It was too <laughs> long. Snap it to the chat. So uh, post the show, share the show, get involved. And last week's winners on Facebook are Billy Hansen. Woo. And on Twitter, it's Mr. Ferdinand. Woo. MRF, the number three. R-D-I-N-A-N-D, Mr. Ferdinand. Uh, did we say we're giving them Coors Light stuff or that's next week? I think that was next stuff? week. Yeah. All right. So if you're watching the show now and you want free Coors Light stuff, mm -hmm. share the show. And uh, the winners from last week will then get uh, gift cards for the Seven Lines website. So Ooh. opening night is tonight. Oh my besides, God. I can't even believe after all that. Now we have real baseball tonight. <laughs> besides, you know, partaking in some uh, Coors Lights, what do you have planned for tonight? Um, I believe so long as my heart rate reaches a safe zone and I'm okay to be social. Um, I think I'm going to Katie's house to just chill, watch the game. Nice. Yeah. Low key. Nothing too crazy. What about you? Sit at home, watch the game. That's yeah. it. I don't really do anything. <laughs> That's life. And you know? I mean, it's also a, what, a Monday. Yeah. It's a Monday. But who cares what day of the week it is when it's opening day? <laughs> exactly. Um, it doesn't really feel real to me yet. No, um, I because I to to me today has always been about like we're interviewing Mike Piazza and then it just happened to also end up being opening day. So like that hasn't even really registered yet that I'm gonna watch baseball later. We but. do have baseball to watch. Oh, mm. by the way, did you see the Bartolo commercial? Oh my god, I did. <laughs> speaking of cameos, yeah. That was I'm pretty sure he played every single role in that. He did. If you haven't seen it yet, just go into Twitter it's or pure something. Magic. I think it's like a Jim Beam commercial or something. And uh it was excellent. So Definitely go check that out. Google it or search on Twitter. Um, we do have to give a shout out to our friends at Project Repat. Yes. Uh, as Mike said, we we normally travel and go on the road and we sell thousands of t-shirts a year, mm -hmm. um, whether it be through the website or from our outings. And a lot of people don't have anything to do with their old shirts, whether maybe they caught a hole in it, maybe they gained weight, maybe they lost <laughs> weight, maybe they got the COVID-20, uh, whatever they call it. It was the freshman 15. The COVID, the COVID 20. 20 is that a thing i guess i should should it be the COVID 19 yeah but freshman 20 the number. COVID 15 whatever it is. <laughs> 
you probably have some extra shirts lying around, whether you do like the benefit walks or whatever. Right. Maybe you're on some teams as a kid, mm -hmm. you saved your jerseys, whatever it may be. Head on over to Project Repat USA. That is their Instagram name. The website is projectrepat.com. And they got something really cool going on right now. So if you all you have to do is follow their account on Instagram, and that makes you eligible to win a free t-shirt quilt. They take the t-shirts or the jerseys or any garment you have. You have this, this favorite polo shirt, for instance. Mm -hmm. They cut it into squares. You can pick out which layout you want, what size you want. They sew it all together and turn it into a quilt. Very cool, very awesome. And they are going to be giving away one for free each month of the season. All you have to do is follow awesome. their account to be eligible. But the way they're going to select the winner is if you have a Mets-related profile photo. So mm. wear some orange and blue, something Mets-related in your profile photo. I know that's kind of a pain if you don't already have that. And some people are very like particular with their yeah. profile photo. Profile picture needs to be something specific. But if you want some free stuff, this is the way to do it. I think it's worth and you know it. what they do anyway? Like If you don't want to partake in this, you can just go to projectrepat.com. They have so many different offers on their website. So like, you know, discount codes and so yeah. on and so forth. It's just, they, they have things where you get yourself involved in their mailing list, for instance, and you get a free discount code. Right. So um, head on over to projectrepat.com. Great friends of the show. And a lot of our friends have used their service over the years. So it's pretty much a, uh, a, a marriage made in heaven for us to work mm -hmm. together. What was totally. Mike's? What was Mike's? Uh, the Dodgers uh, traded me. The Mets married me. Dodgers I traded love me. It. Mets married. That, it's and people, so good. People were writing in the comments that needs to be a t-shirt. It does. I love it. Yeah. It's so but good. I can't write Dodgers on a shirt. I don't Put have, like an asterisk. It's fine. I don't have the license. <laughs> okay. It, I'll tell MLB you said that. I said it's fine. I don't have the uh, the rights to Dodgers stuff. So unfortunately, I can't so do good, that. So good, though. But, um, Again, opening day, get your Coors Lights. Uh, of course, celebrate responsibly. Head yes. on over to dugoutmugs.com slash the seven line. Dugoutmugs.com slash seven line, no number the. seven, L-I-N-E, no the. Mm -hmm. And you can get a free knob shot. And don't forget about Project Repat. So opening night tonight, opening Ooh. day Thursday. Let's go. I got tickets. I don't know if I said that before. but Julia's going to be there. I will be there. It's not going to really feel like an outing, but who cares? It's going to be a baseball fine. game. You're in a baseball stadium. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and uh, that's it. <laughs> oh, this kind of almost hurts my heart a little bit. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy your weeks. Hopefully we come back on Monday and the Mets have six wins under their belt. Yes. That would be incredible. See you next week. Bye. Put it in the box. Put it in the box.